Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast, sponsored by Carol Langley Floris, with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, my South Stand chum, the bearded legend, the one and only, it's the daddy-o, it can only be Mr. Paul Eden. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode number 310, fast ploughing through the 300s. Thanks to everyone who tuned into last week's show. Uh, this week, bit of a busy one this week, because we've got two games to review following our win last week. Uh, last Tuesday, sorry, at Crew. Also, our draw from the weekend against Walsall. We've got a week's worth of news uh, to go through as well. So, quite a lot going on. Loads of views uh, to get through as well. So, let's, without further ado, start, as we always do, with a word from our sponsors. Yeah, a very apt week this week. Carol Langley Floris are our podcast sponsors. They are an established business. Floris, based in Chingford. They specialise in bespoke flowers from the finest growers in the world. They can do anything from a simple thank you to a massive Valentine's Day bouquet. They can do weddings or an event packages and they offer 15% off to all O's fans and staff, which could give you a huge saving on your wedding and flowering costs and get you in the good books of your partner just in time for Valentine's Day. So to get in touch with John and their fantastic team of experienced florists, you can give them a call on 08 529-4130 and you can find the team on social media they're on Twitter at Carol Langley E4 or you can find John who owns the business he's on Twitter at Essexbiz you can find the guys on Instagram quite easy and this one Carol Langley Florist and they are also on Facebook at Carol Langley Florist don't forget Valentine's Day depending on when you're listening to is coming up very shortly so if you haven't already booked your flowers make sure you go to Carol Langley Florist absolutely so moving on then as we always do to the supporters Club uh, the 25th of February this coming Saturday. Sorry, it's Saturday week. I beg your pardon. We're traveling to Grimsby. It's a three o'clock kickoff. Coaches uh, are going to be leaving then. Uh, sorry, going to be leaving at 8 a.m. for a three o'clock kickoff. The adult fare for that is £42. Concessions are £39. And children aged 15 or under is just £21. And those prices obviously don't include your match day ticket. You need to get that separately. But to book on the coach trip, uh, you can either go into the supporters club uh, before any home game. Otherwise, you're going to have to call the travel line on 07507 Nicely done. So uh, some AOB this week. Two pieces of sad news to start off this week. We were saddened by the passing of two very special people in the Orient family over the past week. So firstly, O supporter, friend to many of our listeners, Kevin Frake, uh, passed away earlier last week. He'll be missed by a huge amount of O's fans. Lots of tributes to Kevin um, on all social media channels, I think it's fair to say. A very popular mm. figurehead amongst the fan base. So very very sad to hear the news of that one and you know we uh, send our best wishes and commiserations to all Kevin's uh, family and friends Amen to that and secondly the legendary Orient legend Peter Allen sadly passed away on Monday he was 76 years old he played 490 times for the Mighty O's more than anyone else in the history of the club and our deepest condolences also go out to Kevin and Peter's Family and friends. Yeah, so, uh, certainly yeah. do. Yeah, we had a few tweets um, when we announced about 
Peter, a lot of supporters, uh, probably of the older generation, who saw him play, a very special place in those people's hearts. Obviously, me and Paul never got to see him no. play, considering how young and vibrant uh, <laughs> we are. So Dave M one eight one two said, "Rest in peace, Peter. One of my favourite players and captain of one of the O's best ever teams. A true gentleman." Amersham O said, "This is truly awful news. A proper Orient legend in every sense. A stylish and reliable defender for us in the Bobby Moore mould." Dovey Bear said, "One of my all-time favourite Orient players. Without doubt, one of the best and cleanest midfield tacklers I have ever seen. Never met him, but those who knew him say he was a real gent." Yeah, amen. Let's move on then. Uh, and just a quick pi- uh, point to pick up on. Well done to our eagle-eyed sponsor, Charlie Paul, who noticed that the Stevenage, that Stevenage's postponed away game at Swindon has now been rearranged to Tuesday the 25th of April, which means that Stevenage will have a game in hand on us until we've played 44 out of our 46 games this season so first of all credit to Charlie for picking up on that and spotting that because I don't think many others have but this title race potentially could go right to the wire typical Orient isn't it to go right down to the wire we will see hopefully not what happens no but obviously you know Stevenage they're going to have their game in hand over us until very very late on in the season but you know better to have played him and got your points than points have to wait board. absolutely to get them. so let's go through a very busy week that was in at L-O-F-C. Happy Monday, the 6th of February. And we'll start off this one by saying happy birthday to young O, Matt Young. Yep, happy birthday to you. Uh, Four Leighton Orient representatives were nominated for accolades in the 2023 London Football Awards, which is going to be taking place on Monday, the 13th of March. First up, Paul Smith has received two nominations for English Football League Player of the Year, where he's been nominated alongside Omar Beckles, and they're up against João Pedro of Watford, Zian Fleming of Millwall, and Miles Lieburn of Charlton Athletic. I've got to say, I think Paul Smith's got a real good chance mm. of winning that. Agree. Uh, so good luck there to Paul and to Omar as well. Paul Smith is also up for goal of the season for his sensational bicycle kick away at Doncaster Rovers. Again, I think Smithy's got a very good shot of winning yeah. that. He could be coming home with two medals. Yeah, very could be a very productive evening for him. Lawrence Vigoro has been nominated for goalkeeper of the year. He's up against Aaron Ramsdale of Arsenal, who are currently sitting top of the Premier League. David Raya of Brentford, who are having a pretty decent season in the Premier League as well. Kepa Aritza Balaga of Chelsea and Bern Leno of Fulham. So he's up against Premier League stoppers. So he's in very, very good company there. Uh, people obviously won't really know who he is when you're talking about the likes of Ramsdales and Reyes and Aritza Balagas, but good luck. Good luck. I don't, think, good I luck. don't think he'll win it, but in very same company, we obviously, like Paul said, wish him well. Last up, Richie Wellens is nominated for manager of the year. Listen to this. He's up uh, alongside... Funnily enough, Super Mikko Arteta. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Super Mikko Arteta. <laughs> Thomas Frank, Emma Hayes of Chelsea, the ladies' manager there, and Marco Silva of Fulham again. Very same company. I don't think he takes that one just due to the you know the prominence of some of the names he's up against. But great nomination. So we wish everyone nominated massively good luck, and hopefully, only come back with an award or two. Ah, that would be very nice indeed. We are clearly doing the right things in the early afternoon. Orient striker Harry Smith took to Instagram to announce his farewell from the club. He got in uh, before the club were able to formally announce it. He did. What did he say? He put up an Insta story with a nice uh, photo of him saying, To my teammates, it's been an honour to share the dressing room with every single one of you and hands down the best group of lads you can wish to work with every day. 
Go and finish what you've started and what you deserve. Lastly, big thank you to Lingy and all the board. The club is in good hands with the people upstairs. I look forward to seeing this success from afar up the O's. So, yeah. Mr Levy, your views on, on that? Yeah, look, shame to see him go. As I feel that he provides a different option uh, for us. Um, but he's obviously not in Rich's plans. So, clearly, this is the best for all parties that he that he moves on. It is a shame. You know, we've seen some good from him. You know, the first half of last season yeah. where he was on double figures very, very quickly in a system that clearly worked very well for him and Aaron Drynan. Um, I don't want to talk about off-field problems, but I'm sure um, that's probably played a part of, of things as well, that it's probably best if he gets a fresh start somewhere else potentially as well. I don't know that for sure, but that's what the uh, kind of rumour mill says. But um, yeah, good striker. He's got, got, got the ability. It's just whether his mindset is, is right to, to do what he needs to do. Yeah, I think, you know, what a strange season for Harry. Uh, pre-season with us, going alone to Exeter, coming back, getting back into the squad only two weeks ago. Obviously, he couldn't mm. go anywhere in the January transfer window, or couldn't go to another EFL club, and now leaving the club. And you know, I think his time at Orient is done. I think, I think there's a player in there somewhere if you mm. play to his strengths. A bit like Paul McAllen, if you put balls on his head, score your goals. But we don't. We're not that kind of team. I hope he can go somewhere and establish himself at a club. No surprise to me in the conference, he's got three and two because the Barnet. Team talk, I imagine, is get the ball out wide, get the ball in his head, and let him head it into there. It'll score, it'll score for fun. Although I imagine he ends up at League Two. If he, if he has a decent spot, Barnet, which it looks like he's doing so far with three and two, I imagine he ends up in League Two next season mm-hmm. with like a one year deal or maybe a two year deal, or maybe a smaller end club. So lots and lots of feedback on this, especially as like Paul said, he announced it before there was any official club announcement. Paul Skinner. ACA was the first to get in with his tweet to us. He said, what bizarre timing. Yeah. Warren uh, Barnes UK said, good luck, Harry. Really enjoyed it when he was on fire last season. Or it meet Pye said, it's more interesting to see who he hasn't thanked rather than who he has. No love for Wellens or the fans. Obviously, wasn't expected back and sat there for months and able to play while taking a hefty wage. Far from ideal, really. But good luck to him. Gary Talbot 7 said no big loss on Smith sulked on being sub last year and was never a Wellens type developed Daniel ASAP yeah he's obviously speaking about uh, young Daniel and crewman there Jack Will 2310 said wish him all the best was superb at the start of last season yeah M-A-X-Y-L said Nigel Travis said in the Q&A on Saturday that we change our game when he plays and assuming Richie doesn't like that National League transfer window about to open, so assuming he'll be going somewhere down there imminently. Best of luck, Harry. We'll never forget that volley. Oh, it's all about the volley against Sutton uh, last season, which was an absolute banger. Great goal there. Lennon Force, it was obvious that he wouldn't fit into one of his plans. I hope he finds himself a decent club because there's a very good player when he's in form. Yeah, Postolos Andre 9 said, Our weakest position is centre forward, so I don't understand why anyone would be happy to see him go. Got 16 for us last season, and if we played to his strengths, would have been a great asset. Obviously, he has issues to resolve, and I wish him all the best for the future. I agree with that. If you play to the, the, the striker's strengths and supply him, he will score, because he can do. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting that you know all the tweets wish him the best for the future, so still yeah. hold in high regard by yeah. O's fans there so we wish Harry Smith all the best we'll be keeping an eye on him as the season progresses and to finish a very busy Monday at the club late in the evening O's academy manager Lee Johnson tweeted the following he said so my time at Leighton Orient has come to an end I've officially left my role as academy manager 
I'd like to thank all of my colleagues, players, parents and key stakeholders for your continued support during my time at the club. I believe we made some good progress in this short period of time and I'd also like to wish Richie Wellens and everyone involved with the club best of luck for the future. Absolutely. So good luck to you there. On to Huawei Tuesday now, the 7th of February at 6.30. The club confirmed what we already knew, that Harry Smith had left the club and he'd gone and joined Barnet on loan. We wish Harry all the best for the future and pleased to hear that he ended up, as you said earlier, scoring yeah. on his debut. Yeah, Barnet done quite a good tweet saying, announcement at 6 o'clock, yeah. gets in the team at 6.45, scores his first goal 23 minutes into his debut. So yeah, he'll do well, good for him. He'll do well there. Um, Carlsberg don't do debuts, but... Yeah, they did, absolutely. So the main event, as we all know, on Tuesday was the O's going away to crew Alexandra. And a stat from Dave Victor, who tweeted before the game, said, we've not run at Gresty Road for nine years so a long long time at 6.45 that team was announced with Vigor in goal at the back James Beckles Turns and Sweeney midfield made up of Elmazuni Clay and Monco with Archibald Sadlier and Coleman making up the 11 with Byrne Ogie Thompson Prattley Lydon Satiriu and Drynan on the bench. Yeah, that meant there were two changes from the team who beat Wimbledon on Saturday as Craig Clay and Tom James come in for Jordan Lydon and Rob Hunt while Darren Pratley returned to the bench. Mr Nussbaum, your views on that lineup? Yeah, a decent team and understood the changes. Uh, again, abnormally, um, there was an interview with Richie as soon as the team was announced, which the club don't normally do. I thought that was a good piece of uh, work there and gave a bit of context around the changes, which was good to hear. Uh, near the time he said that Rob Hunt would be up for four weeks that would be a big miss but obviously mm. Sweeney came in so the good. previous Saturday and done amazingly and James so has been good. great right back so yeah. makes that easier to deal with I thought Dryden might have got the nod for this one obviously him and Ruel came on at the back end of the home win against Wimbledon looked really good so I thought Dryden might be pushing for a start but obviously uh, he's stuck there with Kelman but lots of good attacking options from the bench there you go. he's got Soterio he's got Dryden uh, on the bench there to bring on nice and fresh and to rough them up if needs be. Your oh, views on Absolutely. That? Yeah, strong lineup should do a job. Um, Thompson must feel slightly aggrieved that he's not, not got a place. Uh, but Turns and Beckles were superb last Saturday, so it's completely understandable. No sergeant in the squad again. Wonder what's happened there. There's no news on him being sort of injured. Uh, and be good to see what Craig Clay can bring to the side. You know, almost a forgotten man. You know, he's been out there out the side for quite a while. Yeah. Um, and I guess he must have thought, what's going on here? Jordan Lyman just literally just walked straight into the squad. Last week, if if it was, um, and Craig Clay's like fit and ready, been played, you know, and and probably a little bit ahead of Lydon, so he probably a little bit like, what's going on here? Yeah, if you remember the game against Wimbledon, Clay got about twenty five minutes and played really well um, he did, when yeah. he came on. He came on in place of Lydon, so that wasn't really a surprise to me because Lydon's played such little football. Yeah, obviously trying to get his fitness back up to where it needs to be with Prattley out of the team big opportunity there um, yeah, for Craig to, so. to get himself back in that lineup. quite a few tweets a few tweets came in yeah absolutely Essex Biz said happy with that great balance to the side strong bench as well with plenty of options it's a good shout there actually there is some good options on there when you look at the Thompson Prattley Soteria Drinnen good experience and obviously Lydon as well has got the experience just not the match fitness Dear Stu said I would love to know what Kelman has over Wellens Drynan did more in five minutes on Saturday than Kelman did in 70 when he was on the pitch. Uh, yep, Phil VZ wanted super strong. Good to see Darren Prattley on the bench. Adam Thompson, unlucky to miss out, but shows what a strong squad it is. Yeah, Rob Ben, 59804615, said rotation where needed with two games in quick succession. A win today will feel like six points gained. Yeah, and Wilco 300 said Clay has looked at it in recent weeks, so no concerns there, but surely... This has to be last chance saloon 
for Charlie Kalman. So, the match kicked off on a cold night up north with the O's looking to further extend their lead at the top of League 2, wearing the black armbands in memory of Peter Allen against the Crew Alexandra team, making five changes from their heavy weekend defeat at home to Grimsby Town. Yeah, so basically nothing happened in the first 15 minutes here. So we took a tweet from the club's Twitter feed, who tweeted on the 15th minute, who said, a fairly uneventful first 15 minutes here at Crew." But it is the O's who are seeing more of the ball at present. Yeah, 10 minutes later, Kieran sadly has floated corner came to Idris El Mazouni in the area, but he couldn't generate the power in his header to trouble Richards in the crew goal. Yeah, a minute later, Theo Archibald tried to bend the ball into the far corner with his left foot after a pass from Kieran Sadlia, but his effort was well wide, no troubling the keeper whatsoever. Two minutes before, sorry, 28 minutes on the clock now. Tom James fired a ball through the middle towards Charlie Kelman. He got his toe to the ball before the onrushing Edwards, but McDonald cleared as the ball trickled towards the goal. Yep, 31 minutes in. The O's took the lead as a corner, led to the ball bouncing around the penalty area. It's got to be said after some poor defending from crew. Charlie Kelman's header fell at the feet of super striker Ed Turns, <laughs> who shot just went under Richards from close range to make it 1 0 to the Orient. And score his first goal for the club. Lovely finish there from Ed Turns. Very really composed. good. For a, for a guy that's played very little men's football, and least of all in anger, like in, in, a, in a game that really matters, that's tremendous, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe we really signed a striker and just put him in defence just it, to fool everyone. To bamboozle everyone. Absolutely. We Pro- did. A better keeper probably saves that. I've got to say, like, keeper Richards will look back at that. I think I should have actually saved that. But hey, we've had bad luck through January missed some chances it should have gone in 100% keepers have played blinders at points goes around doesn't it absolutely so yeah, yeah I felt we all felt really, I felt that if we go one night no up a crew yeah. we'd win it comfortably so when I saw that come through obviously not being there but saw that come up that we'd gone up one up I thought oh, we should actually we'll be comfortable I think so always important to get the first goal and a good time to get it absolutely shame we couldn't do that against Wimbledon to stop their poor sporting tactics it's that kind of thing that gives you that comfort as well 43 minutes on the clock now and crew appealed for a penalty they were turned down the O's counter attacked but offered intercepted sadly as ball look at that was looking for Theo Archibald yeah three minutes of time were added on and a 47th minute Neville hit one from just outside the box that launched February did well to turn away and shortly after the referee brought the half to a close with the O's leading 1-0 yeah, yeah, Nevit uh, for that one. 3,462 was the attendance. We don't know how many uh, Orient fans made that journey up because it hasn't been announced, but there's probably a couple of hundred uh, at least that made that journey. So the second half kicked off with no subs for the O's in the 46th minute. Elliot Nevit, again, looking dangerous, hit the outside of the post. You've obviously all seen that one from the highlights with a powerful strike from just outside the area. Yeah, I think Viggs had that. that. I think he Viggs had that one. Yeah. yeah, two minutes later, then Charlie Cowan, he went close. His header uh, just went wide after a good cross from Jaden Sweeney down the left-hand side. Yeah, Jaden's doing really well. He's quite attack-minded, isn't he? I really like that about him. 58 minutes on the clock now, and we doubled our lead with a lovely team move as we kept possession. Pass from Jaden Sweeney went to Sadlia, who got into the box on the left, and his well-weighted cross came to Theo Archibald, who arrived uh, at the back post, passed the ball into the net to make it 2-0 for his fifth goal of the season. I thought it was more around the penalty spot, but um, I haven't watched it back of, of more recent time, but... Either way, he's done well. Yeah, good finish. You'd expect him to score. If he wasn't scoring that, like he comes running onto it, perfectly weighted ball. No one really marking him. You'd expect Theo to score that. I think he said when we had him in the podcast back in November, he wanted to score a few more goals. Obviously, he scored 
uh, home to Donny. Yeah. I picked up goal of the month in January and has started February well by scoring here. So yeah, more of that from from Theo. But yeah, sadly are now starting to be a big part in this team, getting us an assist yeah. on this one. And like you said, Sweeney's done well. So yeah, pretty good goal, good finish, good teamwork. Like it. Yeah, sadly is a good like for I say like for like. Obviously there's differences, but he's he's a good replacement for Paul Smith at the moment. I know we haven't done yesterday's review of Warsaw, but he's his passing, his movement, his cross, just the way he just floats the ball into the into a red shirt, importantly, and it, it, it dangerous crosses. So clearly he, he's he's come in and really helped fill some of the void that, that Paul Smith leads. Something, I, something I've noticed is that Sadia doesn't tend to shoot on site as much. So I think if that's Paul Smith, he, I think he probably looks up and sees if he can get a shot away. Where Sadia doesn't, that's not Sadia's first intention. Yeah. It's always to try and see Set what's up. going on. So, I think that might benefit your players like Kelman, Dryden and your Archibalds because he's naturally less selfish yeah. in going for goal. Which, you know, he's Smith has others. scored some amazing goals so nothing to take away there from Smith. But if you're, again, one of the players who's playing around Saturday, you're probably thinking, oh, if I make myself available, I'm going to get a sniff here. Yeah. Um, which is really good. So let's move on. In 68 minutes, the first O-sub as Aaron Dryden came on for Charlie Kelman who didn't score on this one again. No, uh, 70 minutes on the clock now. Drynan teed up Archibald, whose effort went just wide. Yeah, 71st minute, a lovely piece of skill. You've probably all seen this on the Orient Twitter feed. As Kieran Sadlier beautifully and cheekily put the ball through the legs of Robertson. He got a cross into the box. Drynan was inches away from getting there with his sliding feet, but just couldn't get there. Yeah, absolutely. 73 minutes on the clock now. Darren Prattley came on for George Monker. Just managing the game out yeah. now. Just literally getting Prattley back to get fitness minutes, and managing yeah. George. And eighth minute, Aggie drove at Yo's defence. He fired a shot towards goal, but Ed turned, threw his body in front of the effort, which ended up going out for a corner, which came to nothing. Yeah, four minutes later, final change for the O's as Kieran Sadley was replaced by Royal Soturiu. Yeah, 86 minutes in, Tom James went for a very speculative effort, which curled just wide of the post four minutes of additional time were played nothing further to report as the referee blew the full time whistle it's three points on the road for the mighty O's as Richie Wellens' red and white army took another win and went to applaud the very happy travelling yeah, fans they as they should absolutely very happy indeed Richie Wellens' full interview with Dave Victor is up on the club's uh, YouTube channel and on the website very small quote from Richie who said that's professional and efficient yeah most certainly was so the league table that means uh, those three points mean that obviously we're still top of the league we've now played 30 games at this point we've won 19 of those uh, drawn 6 lost 5 we've got a positive goal difference of 22 now and we've accumulated 63 points we've now played 3 more games than Stevenage in 2nd they're now 7 points behind us and the gap to Northampton in 4th place has now been increased to 13 points. Absolutely. So your views bid been a Lejande on Craig Zandra. Yeah, look, great to have back-to-back wins. Yeah. Uh, particularly um, after we've had sort of back-to-back losses and, and we've had a bit of a blip and, and a dip in form, whatever words you want to use there. Some superb performances from key players and those who haven't had much game time, like like Craig Clay. Yeah. Probably his best game in a sh- Orient shirt for quite some time, which is great. Turns continues to impress and just shows how we shouldn't be so judgmental before we've seen a player play in our shirt. And I remember distinctly, I know we keep using this as an example, but it is a fine example when we signed Drynan, when we signed uh, Smith, Harry Smith, and they went on to score double digits very early on. And how you, we said, don't judge a player until they've played games for us. And it's absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, we didn't judge Ed Turns. It was just slightly underwhelming that we'd signed a player who hadn't really played 
men's football. But as it turns out, he's a real hot prospect for what he's done. He scored a goal there. Yeah. He's kept kept a, a tight defensive line with Omar. So he's doing well. Has been doing very well. So on pa- well on grass as well. Looks like a really astute signing for us. Love that. Obviously, we've extended our gap to the top. The pressure is on others to catch us now. The pressure is on them. Yeah. And now we need to keep this run run going with a tough game coming up at Walsall for us. Nice short and sweet for me, for you? It's going to be short and sweet. I think for me, I mean, that's how you win leagues, by doing it uh, away at crew on a cold and horrible Tuesday night. Back on track, that was obviously two wins from two. And suddenly, everything seems rosy again. And everyone's asking, how was the January transfer window that bad? Sadlia obviously comes in, key player in that, turns, like you said, scored a goal, has thrown his body in front of a shot in the 80th minute. If that goes in, it's a different last 10 minutes to what we had um, so really good and I think I've got to shout out Omar Beckles again seems to be having a flourishing partnership along with turns something I hadn't thought about actually is that Beckles for me isn't technically the best defender we mentioned it last week though but having him on the pitch seems to bring a calmness to other players and he's obviously bringing out something in turns that wasn't coming out when turns was alongside McCart uh, or Thompson another uh, stat is that was the night obviously 30 league games played Yeah, that was a 19th clean sheet in 30 league games that is a stupendous statistic amazing best in, best in the all four divisions if I'm not, not mistaken probably right there absolutely good to see Theo on the score sheet hopefully he can get into double figures this season uh, and as you'll see with the tweets lots of love for Craig Clay you can still do a job for us especially as a squad player so nice to see Craig there getting lots of love and lots of good views on Sadlia who seem to run the game up top from us and like you, I said, pressure back on Stevenage. Yeah. They might, you know, they do have three games in hand, and if they win all three, they can go above us at this point. However, they sort of go and win three league games, and we will have our feet up, um, and relax in front of the telly. So, yeah. And they good. do a blip because every club has one, so they haven't had theirs yet. So, who knows what that will be? Yeah, absolutely. So, short and sweet from us on crew. As you'd expect, a load of views came into us on Outlook Towers after this match. So, thank you for all of your views that came into our social media accounts. And remember, just because we are reading them does not mean we are agreeing with them. That's right. Steve Forecast kicks off this week, who says, Craig Clay's been excellent this evening. Boston midfield, quick, decisive tackles, great short pass distribution. My man of the match. Yeah, Stroud Green Ocean, very good professional performance. Crew were poor, but we took advantage and played some lovely stuff at times. And sadly, looks class. Yeah, E10 Newman said, good masterful display tonight, hungry for the second ball, deserved the victory. Three points, wonderful. Richie Wellens has made a lot about, you know, we're doing the basics. In every post-match interview, he's always talking about doing the basics. And if you don't do the basics, or give 5% less in your position, it doesn't matter who your players are, you won't win the game. Yeah. It seems like we've kind of got that eye of the tiger back or whatever is back in our bellies that may have been missing. Yeah. Um, throughout January, Rekka blew it. Said sadly, it was a different gravy when he got the ball. Relatively dominant performance against a pretty poor crew side who had a good five minute spell either side of half time. Good professional performance. Another one on Saturday, please. Yeah, Ross McCaff said, big win. Not much more to add, really. Richie will feel vindicated for his pragmatism over this, le- over this lean spell. I think he can sit back and smile. He knows, um, what he's, he knows exactly what we need. Absolutely. He's super rich, isn't he? FFS Orion. It's a brilliant performance. Felt comfortable all game. Sadly, starting to settle in. Elmiz everywhere again. Eterns seems to be getting better every game. A man of the match was him again for me. One Adam C said, six points, superb after a dreadful run. Won't have an easier victory this season. It was like playing against an under-11s team. That was embarrassing. The quality of League Two this year 
is truly abysmal. This is ours for the taking. You can only beat what is in front of you. Ben Ben 1980 said, Stuff of champions that game. Heavy pitch. Settled quick though and controlled the play. Masterstroke performance. Thank you lads for doing us and yourselves proud. Hashtag team performance. Len M4 said, At the point of the season where we just have to keep ticking those wins off, crucially... Uh, we've got the momentum back. Good point there. Yeah. Willow Gaffas had comfortable win on an awful pitch against a poor side. The depth of our squad has been shown in the last two games. Sweeney been decent the last two and thought Clay was excellent considering he has not played much. Sadlia gets better and better as the game goes on. Will be a good signing for us and roll on Saturday. Orient boys, a comfortable bar of five minute spell either side of half time. Excellent second goal. Drynan deserves a start in my opinion and Sweeney is brilliant. For those who doubted our transfer committee, what do you reckon about signing turns after Saturday and tonight? Looks like a strong squad across the pitch and the bench. Good points there. Daniel underscore D44 said much needed back to back wins. Brilliant team performance. Defence absolutely solid. Midfield won every 50-50 and were first to every loose ball. Wingers had to beat in their fullbacks all game. Seven more wins should do it. Brand Trucker SC kept this really short and simple and said, Martin Ling and Richie Wellens know what they're doing. Yeah, Orient fancy beats a very impressive performance from all involved. Turn to Sadlia, very impressive. Two wins in a row. I hope this is another run of wins we go on to open up the gap between us and fourth place. Water away next, then two winnable home games. Things are looking brighter. Yeah, Orient fan underscore 1881 said a huge win. El Mizuni is unbelievable. Turns and Beckles are amazing and it looks like we have a gem in Sadlia. Any result at Walsall will be very welcome with the two home games after it. Peter Foreman too said excellent performance. Nicely disastrous transfer window signing number one gets first goal and disastrous transfer window signing number four get better and better and possibly man of the match. Trust Richie. And we'll get to where we want to be. C Gibson underscore 89 has the penultimate word on this. He says, solid performance against the poor side. How many tackles did Craig Clay win tonight? Having Omar back has been massive for the past couple of games. Would like to see Drynan start on Saturday. Yeah, good point. Final word on this one goes to Sunshine, LOFC, who did a very comfortable win and sadly looked excellent, as did Elmiz. Turns is really coming on and Sweeney did very well as well. Overall, an excellent team performance. Up the O's. Yes, well done. Thanks to everyone who sent us their views. Town and Country Harlow Prediction League update now covering London and Essex and Hertfordshire. Town and Country Harlow Estate Agents are run by two Orient season ticket holders and fans and with the podcast have helped dozens of people move home. And the best bit, if in case you didn't know this by now, they offer all Orient fans and staff a discount off their already competitive fees. So if you're thinking of selling your property or you're just curious as to what value it is, save yourself a few hundred quid, keep it in the Orient family, give them a call on 01279 883444 or you can call 07528 471497 or they're on social media, T and C Harlow on Twitter or at Charlie underscore Paul with an E on the end, uh, also on Twitter. Nicely done. Lots and lots of correct predictions in this one. Lots of you correctly predicted 2 0 and no score. So lots of you getting three points. But a shout out to Postman Pat 1965, M8XYL, Wallerad, LFC Teresa, Mr. JG Essex, That's Always Fan. Apostolos Andre 9, Jason Kilby 6, Nino underscore Barone, Big TV 47, and Tony underscore Antonio, who all predicted 2 new and a scorer, so got 4 points. And the top of the Prediction League table update will follow at the end of this episode. Absolutely, it will do. So that covers crew. So let's move on 
with Wednesday the 8th of February, quiet day at the club, nothing to report, so let's move on. Yeah, Thursday night of February, the club put out the pre-Warsaw interview fairly early, normally comes on a Friday, came on a Thursday, so we followed some photos that the club put up. Richie Wellens said he revealed the good news that Paul Smith back in training and would be in the squad to face the Saddlers. Great yeah, stuff. there you go. Friday the 10th of January, quiet day, nothing to report, so let's move on to the main event. Yeah, flying through it. Saturday 11th of Feb, before the game, this one we say happy birthday to Orient Live summariser, friend of the podcast, been on a few times, always speaks very well, Mr Matt Hiscock. Hope yeah. you had a fantastic day, Matt. Yeah, happy 21st birthday to you. Ha. The young hoes were in action, they were away at Southend United. Ended up winning the game quite comfortably at 5-2, despite being 2-1 down initially. Thanks to Samuel, who picked up a brace for himself. Chinedu, Karoma and Clements topped off a superb win. So well done to the young O's. Yeah, the club out uh, a tweet uh, with one of the goals, which is a great team move, literally from the keeper uh, to their keeper, picking the ball out of their net. Lovely stuff. Love, Love to see it. So Especially mate, against Southend. Oh yeah, although I must say I hope Southend make it uh, through their financial problem. You know, we've been there, we've done that as much as rivalry we all enjoy and love. Oh, hope it, Southend can make it through. You need get them that, to survive to have the rivalry, right? Get so, that bloke out of the club as yeah. quick as you can, get him out, get him gone. Hopefully they can make it through. So the main event on Saturday was Walsall away. And as always, before the game, we ran a Twitter poll to find out how you thought the O's would get on this one. We had 230 votes with you voting as follows with 7%. Only 7% thinking the O's would lose this one. Uh, 40% of you thinking the O's would draw, but majority at 53% of you very confidently going for an Orient win. As always, thanks to everyone who voted on that one. Absolutely. So, 2 o'clock, the squad was announced with uh, Lawrence Figaro in goal. Beckel, uh, James Beckles, Turns and Sweeney uh, made up the back four. El Mears, Clay, Moncur, the midfield, Archibald, Sadlia and Drynan up top. Substitutes for this one, Byrne, Ogie, Thompson, Lydon, Prattley, Soturiu and Kelman. Yeah, so that meant there was only just the one change from the O's team who beat Crew on Tuesday as in came Aaron Drynan. He replaced Charlie Kelman who dropped to the bench, Mr. Biddle John, they your views on the team? Yeah, exactly as I predicted on Fan Hub. Got 11 out of 11 this week. Took a bit of a punt that Drynan would start over Kelman, um, but I thought after he'd done so well against Crew um, and you know his energy, I thought he'd be given a shot. Another strong side, capable of getting a result, although Walsall definitely won't be a pushover. Uh, pleased to see Aaron being given a chance. Yeah. yeah. No surprises, no arguments from me on that one. Like you said, I thought Dryden were getting an odd uh, after his performances and Kelman failing to find a net. Disappointed not to see Paul Smith return. Mm. When you saw him not in the squad, you're thinking, oh, I hope Richie isn't going to reveal that he's been injured again. Obviously, we'll come and speak about Paul Smith a bit later on. But once again, Tim gets announced. Lots of views flying into us or an Outlook podcast towers. Better late than never. So really happy. Dryden should be less lightweight than Kelman. And it looked great when coming on in the last two games. Yeah, Daniel underscore Smith 80 said, Strong team, you'll probably see players rested at the 60-minute mark uh, as we have a couple of games in the short window. Len Chinchin wanted the Bescott Stadium is a tough place to come to. Just one change means we have a strong team to push forward for a win or a draw, which is going to test our ability. Known for mistakes or easy giveaways, pace, clinical finishing, defending, early goal, main priorities, come on you O's. Yeah, Ben Whitlock, 13, said strong starting lineup and a strong bench. It shows how important the transfer window was. 
incomings are starting to show their quality after getting up to speed. It means that despite injuries, we don't need to rush players like Smith back and risk him breaking down again. Yep, so there was a minute silence before kick-off for Turkey and Syria following this week's earthquakes as the O's were looking to follow up Tuesday night's win and extend the lead at the top of League 2 against the Walsall team who still had hopes for making the playoffs. Yes, and Walsall started the slightly better in the 10th minute. A good, patient passing move saw Tom James test the Walsall keeper, Owen Evans, who really just had an easy easy save to make. Yeah, straight at him. So let's skip into the 20th minute. And Walsall took the lead as Joe Lowe, Joe Lowe that's a bit of a, uh, a tongue twister there, headed in from close range. Long throw-in came to Hutchinson eventually on the left. He got his crossing and it came to Lowe, completely unmarked in the six yards from goal. His head up had the pace to beat Lawrence Figueroa, gave him no chance, and the O's went 1-0 behind. So, uncharacteristically poor defending, I would say. He was in acres of space. Mm. Uh, after the goal, Beckel seems to turn around and seems to point at Clay and go, mate, what are you doing? But whether that was Clay's man or not, I've got no idea because I don't mm. know enough about Joe Lowe, but uncharacteristically, leaving a man in the box, really poor start. And also do after twenty minutes. Yeah, I agree with you. Like who's who's let, let let that man go, and 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 he's in the box on his own. Very poor from us. Unca- like you say, quite rightly, uncharacteristic this season yeah. uh, for this season. So let's move on then. Twenty four minutes on the clock. Another neat passing move. Um, Theo Archibald had a left footed effort from twenty five yards, which whistled just beyond the post. Decent effort that one. Jalen Sweeney went into the refs book on the half hour mark after tussling. With Jamil Matt. Yeah, Tom James had to be alert in the 40th minute as he made a vital interception. Liam Gordon looked to run onto a crossfield ball through our box and from the corner, Stevens headed over the bar from close range. Good chance there for Stevens. Uh, for Stevens. Warsaw. For Stevens there. 43rd minute, the O's should have been level as Morney passing. So George Monker shrugging off a challenge, racing for on goal. Real good surge, real positive surge. He got into a good street position. He's punted uh, effort just inside the box, went agonisingly wide. Yeah, I mean, two inches the other way and it's probably hitting the post, so four inches the other way and it, it just sneaks into the bottom corner. Should, you know, great skill. He's just able just to kind of just pirouette his way through, shrugged off a, a challenge and, and just get into these spaces and just just a gap was there and he just explo- exploits it. Tremendous. If I'm being uber critical... Should have scored. He should have scored. Oh, but very positive. That's what we need to see more of George Moncur do, going through defences and making them pay. But you know. Previously, we haven't seen that yeah. from him. So now we are seeing it from him. The next step to add in will be scoring, which if he does that often enough, by virtue of um, probability, he's going to be in those positions, he's going to score. I think it's a sign that he's getting fitter, stronger, more Sharper. confident to be doing Absolutely. those runs. Love to see it. Two minutes of time were added on. And in the first minute, Idris tried his luck with a curling effort, but Evans made a very comfortable save. And with no further action to talk about in half, the O's went in, 1-0 down at the break. Yeah, so the attendance officially was announced by on Walsall's Twitter account at 6,075 with 483. Although if you look at the celebrations uh, from the stands uh, when Ed Turn scores, it looks like there's a lot more there than that. And lots of fans that were in attendance felt like it was more like five, six or seven hundred. So, yeah, but officially, according to Warsaw, unless someone, they've employed someone who can't <laughs> count, it was 483. Okie dokie. No changes for the O's at half-time. And four minutes into the second half, Aaron Dryden's claims for penalty were ignored by the ref after Sadlia had played him in. 
Yeah, XO Connor Wilkinson came on as a substitute in the 52nd minute. Yeah, they got a good little front line also, actually. Jamil, Matt, Matt Stevens, Connor Wilkinson. Mm-hmm. Danny, uh, Danny Johnson's just gone back to Mansfield from yeah, there. Absolutely. Yeah. Decent. 55 minutes in the first change for the O's as Ross Tsuyu came on for Theo Archibald. Yeah, after his performance against Crewe, this game's been a bit disappointing for Theo. I think he's not. we've not really spoken about him, but other than that one shot, um, he's not been as industrious. Yeah. Shame. And Richie, we're obviously not going to play Richie's post-match tonight, but Richie went into kind of alludes to it and says he was having a bit of a quiet game. And uh, in training, he says Sotiriu literally has been world-class in training. So yeah. he's been phenomenal in training. So Deserves a chance. So he deserves his chance, yeah. 57th minute in Walsall came close to extending their lead. But Jaden Sweeney was well placed to clear looping header off the line from a spell of pressure. Couldn't get the ball out, came back in, looping header, had Vigoru kind of beaten. Uh, but Sweeney positioned himself really well and done well. So well played, Jaden Sweeney. Yeah, he's doing very well, isn't he, Jaden? 60 minutes of the hour mark now. George Moncur had an effort from outside the box that was well saved by Evans. Yeah, done well there. 61st minute after Jamil Matt had a penalty claim turned down. The O's broke away against some really nice, neat build up play. So sadly, I have an effort. Which just went wide. Yeah, 62 minutes and a minute later, second change for the O's that saw Jay, uh, Jordan Lydon come on and replace Craig Clay. So again, you've seen the benefit there of the January transfer window. Three of those players out of the four are playing. So you've got Sadlier, who's doing well, Turns, who's first row centre back at the moment, and Lydon mm. now getting on. So yeah, I guess, I guess the joke's on us in terms of the January transfer window, in terms of how good it is so far. Well, yeah, but look, you can only make a call based on that moment in time. Like we've already said, yeah. in the future we'll be able to look back and retrospectively review things. But at the time, you know, you're making the judgment based on what statistics the player is already bringing with him and what yeah. their career highlights are. That's all you can do. Um, and we're quite judgmental because what we want <laughs> is... You know, League One players that are pulled out of a starting lineup of a League One side. That's what we were hoping for. You know, we don't know the in, the ins and outs of all these players, so it is difficult. It is and fans difficult. are quite judgmental. Yeah, as 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 they're always going to be. So yeah. football's reactive. Like, we're not like Chelsea. Like we can't be spending tens of millions of pounds on players. Mate, it just doesn't work. That at way. some at some point, Chelsea going to come for Super Richie if he keeps doing what he's doing. <laughs> we'll end up with Graham Potter. Um, I hope not. <laughs> Sixty-three minutes in, more good passing. So Kieran Sadlier putting a dangerous cross to the back post. Ed Turns was there. His header was pushed onto the bar and then somehow cleared at that point. I was thinking, oh, might not be our day today. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. Two minutes later, the O's were ramping up the pressure. Idris El Mazzouni went on a decent run, but unfortunately he fired over the bar. Looking very intentful in this Isn't one. Isn't he? Idris El driving yeah. the team forward, which I haven't seen it from him um, so much. Obviously, he normally plays as the four, but really trying to drive the team. Maybe with forward. Craig Clay on. And Craig Martin, sits yeah, and, and absolutely, he goes yeah. I think he, I think it's a role that suits Idris fairly well. Thirteen minutes left in seventy-seven. The third and final sub for the O's is Charlie Kalman replaced George Moncur. But the moment we've all been waiting for from this match, the eightieth minute, Idris El Mazzouni was buzzing around the outside of the Warsaw box. His run and drive shot, his shot deflected wide right perfectly <laughs> to Ed Turns, who trapped the ball superbly. And he happened to be there waiting. He fired an absolute rocket into the top of Owen Evans's goal to equalise for the O's to make it 1-1. What a goal. What a superb goal with his weaker foot as well, with his, with his right foot. You, you don't save those. And, and that's now two goals in two games for Ed. What a week he's had. Took it like Super Kevin Lisby, mate. Took it like he's been scoring goals for fun his whole yeah. career. Beautiful trap, top bins, keeper nowhere near it. Love to see it. Mm. May, long, may, yeah, may it continue for ages. And it's not, you know, 
these think centre backs normally score with like headers, not with yeah. like um, F8. quite good acute finishes. A lovely finish, love it, well played. Tight angle, and under turns. pressure, powered it in, made no mistake. Yeah, lovely. Things you love to see. You absolutely do. Let's fast forward into the 89th minute stop and play as Connor Walkinson needed treatment. He was unable to continue. Stretch it off. We wish him well. I think yeah. it's a bad one for Connor. So yeah. hopefully he's and not he's just come back long. as well from injury. And he's out, yeah, out of contract in the summer as well. I think yeah. it's probably more concerning for uh, Mr. Wilkinson because he's had two quite bad injuries yeah. at Walsall. That's another striker to add to the list of strikers that they've got. Mm. Um, it's probably why Danny Johnson went back with him Him coming back. Seven minutes of time added on. In the first minute, Idris El-Mazuni fired a low shot, but Evans did well to save it. He couldn't hold on to it. Tom James did follow up his effort, ended up being deflected over the bar um, from what looked on it for deflected yeah, over the bar yeah. so close good save there and I thought Tom Jones was going to smack it in there somehow they cleared it yeah. and then the same happens two minutes later from the resulting corner Jaden Sweeney had an effort deflected wide from the six yard box and it looked like it came off Kelman who pretty much prevented it from going in but yeah. the ball was so fast and you can't really blame Kelman for that one falling over as well yeah, I think it's just smacked no him on the back of the head team. no further moments to report the referee brought the match to a close with a point shared as it finished all square at the Best Scott Stadium. So we're not going to play Richie Williams' interview um, just due to covering two matches this week. If no one's gone and listened to that, you can watch it on the uh, official club's website. I think probably the thing to know that I think it's had the biggest reaction is he said Paul Smith couldn't train on Friday and he needs to go for a scan. So obviously we hope the news isn't yeah. too bad. From Paul. I guess at the moment we can kind of go well it's alright because we've got Sadlier we've got Archibald yeah. and we're looking decent but obviously any League 2 team without Paul Smith is a weaker League 2 team Yeah, and we've also got his turns as well but that said they need to get to the bottom of what's causing the injury because he's training and literally minutes, hours or a day before a game he's breaking down again or he's breaking down in the warm up so something's got to be something's not right and it's got to be fixed and we've got great physio and medical department yeah. so I'm sure they will do that. So the league table, that draw means we're still top of the league, League 2. We have now played 31 games. We have won 19 of those, drawn 7 of them, lost 5. Goal difference is still 22, uh, positive 22, and we are now on 64 points. Yeah, second place, Stevenage. As predicted by the marvellous Stevenage, lost at home to Bradford. I'm sure I said this on last week's podcast. They lost at home to Bradford City. So we are now 8 points clear of Stevenage. They do have 3 games in hand, which means they've got to win all 3 of them. We will see, yes. uh, encouragingly though as well, both Carlisle and Northampton Town both drew, meaning we are 13 points clear of the latter in fourth place. I think Northampton have got two games in hand over us. Carlisle have got one, Stephen has got three. However, it's like we said, you'd rather have the points on the board. So when yeah. they're playing each other on a cold Tuesday night, yeah. and really you know, having all the drama and the plots in, we can just sit here, relax. It's and fine. just chill and watch yeah. it play out. Yeah, Stevenage have played 20. We've played 31. Stevenage in second have played 28. Sorry. Uh, Carlisle in third have played 30 yeah. and Northampton 29. have played 29 Salford in fifth have played 30 and Mansfield and Stockport who occupy the last two playoff places are on 29 not that that matters because we're nearly 20 points ahead of them so only barring a chat catastrophe will we ha. end up having to worry about them well until it's confirmed you never know what's going to happen so Bidlijanda your views on the away day at Walsall sure yes short and sweet for me would have taken a draw before kick off despite the fact that we could have nicked it um, towards the end uh, I'm happy overall didn't do well in the first half but I think it's fair to say but a strong second half showing 
is a huge positive uh, to, the, to the tenacity and the mindset uh, of the players that we've got on Ed Turns. What a signing he's turned out to be, pun intended, uh, with that one. I'm here all day. Uh, two superb goals uh, in a week with one clean sheet. Uh, he's done superbly and he's showing last Saturday as well. So three games in, in the week for him. Uh, he's done absolutely superb. And again, um, you know, never judge a book by the cover. You've got to give him a chance in an orange shirt and see uh, see how they turn out. But yeah, he seems to be a real, real uh, diamond that we've managed to find uh, in the rough. So well done to whoever was involved in getting him on board. Love that Stevenage lost and Carlisle Northampton drew too. So, you know, overall, it's been a very solid week for us. And I would have taken four points uh, from the start uh, of the week had you have given them, had you have said you can take four points. Uh, I'd have I'd have taken that because Walsall could have been a, a real banana skin for us. Yeah, like, like, uh, well summarised there. Yeah, for me, looked like a good performance from what I've seen on the extended highlights. Lucky not to take all three points, but a point is decent return. I mean, it looked like Idris and Sadia were everywhere when attacking and making things happen. Both trying to find openings, both making the right passes. Something I mentioned to you is that Sadia won't play a pass if it looks like a risk. He'll just go uh, to the safest option. Same with Idris. So keeping the ball. Keeping the teams under pressure, really good to see. Another goal for Ed Turns. He also hit the bar. He's turning into a very important player, um, which you know I didn't have him down at when we first signed him, but it's like we've always said, and maybe boy a bit guilty of not doing so when we first signed him, not judging a book mm-hmm. uh, by the cover. But all in all, look, point isn't a bad result at all, especially after Stevenage lost. Uh, but it looks like the January editions are starting to settle in well, like we said. You know, sadly, a first team, first eleven, especially if Portsmouth's going to be out for a while. Ed Turns looked like he's developing a good relationship with um, Omar Beckles. It'd be interesting to see what happens with Jamie Cart, Jamie McCart, when he becomes back available. If you imagine he's going to make the squad, the bench. So you imagine over Adam you imagine Thompson. Adam Thompson comes out. You would, you would presume anyway because you know you don't get a player on loan from the championship not to have him in the squad when he's available. Mm. So it'd be interesting to see what happens with that one. Again, Lydon's given us twenty five minutes yesterday. He looked decent when he's come on. So yeah, really interesting. I've got to make sure though, I think it's very important that we build on it now. And we'll talk about next week's fixtures shortly. But you look at the two upcoming home fixtures and you go, if we're going to win the league, league yeah, should be getting six points. If we get six points, then it's 33 games played and then you've only got 13 games left. And as long as that games played column keeps going up and our points tally along with it, keeps going up, we're almost there now. Mm. I think this is quite ridiculous to say this in mid-February but I think if we get the two wins this week we're almost like you're almost at that finishing line almost like you're turning that final corner and you can start to see it now already so yeah squeaky bum time coming up Mr Levy in that south stand me and you be uh, holding each other's hands winning those balls oh, I hope so in. absolutely <laughs> absolutely wouldn't that be a blessing we had a conversation about points and or I've had various conversations with various fans about sort of the average points that it would take to go up and I think you know realistically I think there was like 81 or 82 I think for third 85 for second and 87 or 88 on average over the last sort of five to ten years so you know we're most of the way there now um can't see us not getting at least playoffs but we don't want to talk playoffs we want to talk autos and and quite frankly yes I want to go up as champions it would be a shame not to but I just want us to go up first second or third it would be disappointing to finish anything other than first don't get me wrong but for me just we just got to go up almost inside almost inside and obviously yeah 
And we had a lot of feedback after this one as well. So thanks to everyone again who um, tweeted us your views after this. Magic underscore John said, second half, bar another goal, the performance of some of the players was top level. We just need that luck in front of goal in terms of getting a clear sight. E10 underscore rifle said, at halftime, I would have beat your hand off for the point. But after that, second half, I'm gutted we didn't win it. Not sure how that ball didn't go into the net. Yeah, you and Carter 24 said, not a bad point today. It would have been a difficult one to swallow if we'd have lost. So close at the end to nearly walking away with all three points. Roll on to Tuesday night. Yeah, Dan Alton 2590 said, 100% take that after going behind and playing poorly first half. No one else in the chasing pack has won. So it's pretty much as you were. There's no way you wouldn't have taken a seven-point week considering the form we were in before Wimbledon. However, need to beat Rochdale. And then Crawley. Yeah, Samuel LOFC97 said, first half was a bit sloppy and the second half was much better. We moved the ball quicker, won the second balls, won the ball a lot higher up the pitch. Good point with two big games coming up now. Ed Turns, once again outstanding, can see why Brighton rate him so highly. Yeah, Adam Reeves too. So good point, but can't help but feel there's an opportunity missed. We put a few crosses in, but nobody to get on the end of them. If only we had a centre forward like that. Would have preferred Royal to go out on loan to Barnet, to be honest. Interesting. Simon Bernstein said Idris was outstanding a fantastic second half a point nearer to where we want to be come May yeah real Terry Stoker said it felt like a win coming from behind with all other teams around us not making any ground second half display is fantastic we deserve the win but settled with a hard earned point yeah Boatsy said we started slowly paid the price for that but a great strike from Ed Turns top bins rescued us a deserved point happy to take a point as we have taken seven out of nine this week, which is great. I respect the point, and now we have momentum to keep this run going. Yeah, all right, underscore Ed said, well, we deserve the point. Not a good first half, but second half was much improved. Ed Turns is proving an amazing signing. Would have taken a point all day long, but probably should have won. But still, I'm not moaning. Gorillas1985 said, none of the top five won. Draw our away games, win our home games. Promotion is ours. Maybe Stevenage might have their wobble now. They have a lot to. They've got a lot to play. Sorry, they have got to play a lot of games in a short space of time. Yeah, they certainly have. O's fan basing so deserved at least a point. Played some great stuff second half. Nice to see two teams trying to win it and great support from our fans. Cracking finish from turns and it really showed how good we are. Trouser Techno said a game we could have lost ended up drawing but should have won. That's nicely summarised. Another slow start gave us a small hill to climb despite. However, despite almost complete control in the second half, we seemed we might run out of minutes before turns fired a rocket into the top corner. Deserved a point and maybe more. Yeah, Ben Porter CT said in the second half we were playing some fantastic football. Big point gained in my eyes, especially as nobody around us won. Can't wait to be back in the UK to take my oldest to his first game against Crawley. I'm like a kid at Christmas. Ben, hope you have a safe journey back into the UK and hope your kids or your oldest enjoys their first experience with Road, send us a tweet and uh, tag us and it will happily yeah. share that and hopefully get to see a win, yeah. Absolutely. Brian underscore Rigby 1947 said, what a second half that was. I feel like I played 90 minutes. <laughs> One question, when are refs going to wake up to the time-wasting tactics and falling over when someone breathes on them? Swings around about. I've seen already do that plenty of times this yeah. season. Now we'll continue. Garden Courtman says, the match that showed that possession and shots on target don't win games. I think it was... 71% possession <coughs> for an NNA. Amazing. Uh, another six or seven wins will probably suffice as the teams around us 
also dropping points. Yeah, Lawton Gamps said Walsall are decent and it looked ominous after 20 minutes, but supreme comeback in the second half. We just need to improve slightly in the final third. El Miz was so, so good and Ed Turns is a future superstar. What a goal. Such an entertaining game and results elsewhere went our way. Yeah, PM31970 spotted right. something with his eagle eye. So apparently Walsall named six lonies in their matchday squad when the maximum number allowed is five. Not sure what happens there. Yeah, apparently they someone pulled out of the game just prior to the start and they had to replace them. And it turns out, I believe, they got like a young loan signing to take their place or something like that. So whether the club are going to appeal to the... Uh, EFL? EFL. I heard somewhere that Steve Evans wants us to replay that match. I'll get ob- off it. Because obviously it's going to... Uh, whether that's true or not I don't know but whether uh, that happens or not or whether they just get deducted their point and we get all three points it would either uh, be that or Warsaw will get a fine I imagine they have to forfeit the game I would imagine because they played with an invalid team I guess it goes down as a 3-0 away win and none of our strikers get the credit for those goals Rather, yeah, I guess arrive with that as a point. Interesting to see what happens to that one. Yeah. Very good spot there from Paul. Well done, Paul. Uh, final word goes to Matty LOFC Evans said, A good draw, and with Stevenage losing today, the gap begins to grow over them. Starting to hit another run of form at a pivotal time in the season. Ed turns, fast becoming one of the first team first on the team sheet. Superb player. Steve Evans needs to buckle up, mate, because he's got to focus on his own boys because yeah. they've got three games to win uh, in their game in hand. So let us know there if you agree or disagree with any of the tweets that have been read out in this episode. You can do that by tweeting us at Orient Outlook. You can also email us if you prefer to do that at Orient Outlook at Outlook.com. You can also follow us on Facebook. We can be found at Orient Outlook Podcast. And you can give us a follow as well on Instagram at Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast yeah so the town and country Harlow prediction league update so many of you correctly <laughs> predicted one all and you got three points that's all been added to the uh, prediction league so now the top of the league looks like this that's all Ozfan is racing ahead on 34 points Ozfan basing is second on 26 and Steve Chaplin four is on 25 points as always thanks to everybody who predicts uh, and tweets us prior to kick-off. A lot of points going around. Uh, Massive. Last well done games. to you for administering yeah. that as well. It's not easy. It isn't easy at all. So make sure you get your predictions in to us before games kick-off. So let's go on in to Sunday, the 12th of February. And the ladies were in action at home against Tower Hamlets. The O's took the lead in the 16th minute thanks to Pierce, But Tower Hamlets pulled the goal back six minutes before the break to make it one or Second half then, and a second goal for the O's came in the 78th minute with Pierce bagging a brace in the win was assured in the 88th minute thanks to defender Grace Stanbrook, meaning the ladies won 3-1 at the full-time whistle. Well done, ladies. And, mate, at 57 minutes, 48 seconds, let's wrap up this bad boy. With two games, that is not bad going. Fantasy football update. James Denman is top of the Orient Outlook podcast, Fantasy Football League. He's on 1,458 points, ahead of Patrick Timms in second by just... 14 points. Obviously, today's points haven't fully been added, so that is likely to change. But Steve has jumped up to 203rd. You were... I think I was around 230-something, no? seems like he's injured his leg, so they're playing against Arsenal. Arsenal. He's my captain, so... Yeah. 
we will see. All right, let's go on then to positives and negatives of the week. So, Mr. Lee, you can, we've got five positives, one negative. One negative. You can do let's the first okay. positives. Go on. So, we've taken four points from six this All last week. All would have taken that decent return, that. 100%, no question or a doubt. Obviously, six from six, but, you know, yeah. four from six is, is the next best. Clean sheet at crew. So, it's decent. 19 out of 31. Now. So, that's 19 out of 31. And two goals from our superstar defender come striker, Ed Turns. Brilliant. Baffled everyone Amazing, that one. It? It's really yeah. striking. Yeah. Uh, the last two positive this week, results of the chasing pack were good for us, especially on Saturday. Like we said, yeah. Stevenage lost, Northampton and Carlisle drew. And lastly, the positive will always be the positive on the podcast while we're there. We are top of the league. So we are top of the league. Uh, one negative this week, and that's the Paul Smith injury situation. I think we covered it, but obviously... Not having Smithy in the squad is a big, big blow to us. Hopefully, it's not as bad as what it could be. But obviously, if he's going for a scan, it doesn't sound too clever, does it? No, no. And obviously, as I said earlier, where he keeps breaking down, clearly something's not right. So yeah. it needs to needs to be investigated. So the Town and Country Harlow Hero of the Week, we put this one to the vote. And based on two performances from this week, we nominated the following players. Idris El Mazzouni, Kieran Sadlier, Jaden Sweeney and Ed Turns. And after 267 votes, the winner with 57% is... Well done to that superstar striker, Ed Turns. <laughs> yeah, so he's done well with it, Ed. I think Idris had about 30% of the votes. So I looked yeah. for a while, it was much closer than what I thought it was going to be. So Idris was running close, but well done to Ed Turns. Deservedly the hero of the week. And thank you to everyone who has voted. So next week's fixtures in big week coming up for the Orient. A real opportunity to get more points on the board with two home games. So first up, we face Rochdale on Tuesday the 14th of February. It's our kids for a quid fixture. Kids get in for a pound. I'm not sure there's many tickets left, if at all. So Rochdale currently sit bottom of League 2. They drew one at home on Saturday to Northampton Town. Northampton Town scored a last-minute equaliser. Mm. They've got some good players now, Northampton. They've got, obviously... Uh, oh, see the name's gone out of my head there striker who's been who went to Salford and came back Ian someone he's a good player got to be careful I think if we get an early goal against them we'll be fine yeah. um, but, and I can't see them bringing many to Orient um, so hopefully Henderson Ian Henderson that's it I don't think it'll be a big away crowd oh no uh, yeah Ian Henderson yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. we'll see their last six seven a bit of a stinker they've won one Drawn one, lost four. If you remember, we beat them only in the season at Airplace 1 0. Moncoa scored that great goal and Viggs saved the last minute penalty. So we've already done them away. Hopefully, we can make that double on Tuesday. But also, at the same time, it's Valentine's Day. I don't want anyone to get into trouble and blame it on the podcast if you do go to the footy and don't check it with your other half. So please make sure you've signed off with your other half yeah. before you go to that one. And get your flowers from um, Carolina yeah, Flores. <laughs> Next up, then we face. Uh, Crawley Town on Saturday the 18th of Feb they're in 21st in League 2 they, they, looked, they looked gone after a while they've had a bit of a, a comeback they've also got the Swindon manager in who's done a bit of a better job uh, than what Kevin Betsy managed to do they drew two at home against Crew on Saturday they were 2-0 up at half time they were cruising but Crew pulled two goals <laughs> back Crew oh yes no, not intentional but I'll take that one they're also having a bit of a shocking time the last six they've only won one Drawn to lost three. Got some good players there. Ben Gladwin, the Swindon captain, has gone there to follow his manager. And I've obviously got Dom Telford, who was last season's League Two top scorer. So, not to be taken lightly, but you look at those two and you go, 24th place, 21st place, we're top. 
it's a week you're really looking at and going at home you'd be looking for six points out of but really right. important and we spoke about it after the Wimbledon game the support is there I thought Brisbane Road was absolutely rocking in the last game against Wimbledon the atmosphere was fantastic singing was loud we were behind the team that's all right game. so it's got to be like that again I think if it is we can definitely push the team yeah, on to victory I agree Absolutely agree with you. Right, so that's who we've got coming up this week. Sponsorship reminder. So don't forget to get in touch with John and the fantastic team of experienced florists. Give 0208 529 4130 a call. Get in contact via social media at Carol Langley E4 or at Essex Biz on Twitter. They're on Instagram at Carol Langley Florist and search Facebook Carol Langley Florist. And Valentine's Day, don't leave yourself short. <laughs> get involved. So that is it. That is indeed. Thanks to everyone for joining us for episode 310. It was always going to be a tough week with two away trips. We have points are hard to come by, but the O's done us proud with a good 2-0 win up through on Tuesday and in fighting back to get a well-earned one or drop Walsall after going behind to an early goal. And as Stephen has lost, we also extended our lead at the top of the table. And this week presents a big opportunity for maximum points with two home fixtures against teams who are at the wrong end of League 2. So hopefully next week, We'll be bringing you news and views from another two wins as the Orient Express rolls on down the tracks. Yeah, if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe. Give the podcast a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you get your podcast from. If you're on SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn or Stitcher, add us to your favourites and that way you'll have the podcast available as soon as we upload them. We're also on smart speakers. We're also on the Fan Hub app. So listening to us could not be any easier. If you've got an older relative, a loved one, a friend, someone that's got a passing interest on Orient, we are most Londoners, uh, second uh, club in many respects grab their phone for them and pass on the pod just like my friend told me he did today um, when we were out he helped someone who he'd seen in a random place and that got talking about the podcast took his phone out and showed him so give him a shout out yeah Richard Sternberg well done thank you mate we very much appreciate that we're going to be back next week with episode 311 with all the information all the views two more games to review and hopefully six points we look forward to hearing from you and as always keep calm stay safe have a great week and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast up the O's